Last week I wrote that I'd tell you about our Texas trip this week and that's just what I'll do. Sort of. We were in San Antonio for the Air Force basic training graduation of a close family friend. I hadn't wanted to go. The rest of the family was driving 14 hours straight. I thought they were insane. It turned out I was right about that, but I am glad I went anyway. The next day, our friend proposed to his girlfriend, who just happened to be our daughter, at the Riverwalk Secret Waterfall, Airman Escort and all. That was worth the ride. And we got to know his family better, understand them more, and value their company. As they say in the ad, priceless. There was only one fly in the ointment. While the temperature was manageable for us since we live in Arizona, the humidity was not for the same reason. For my other than US readers, and there are quite a few of them since I have 107,000 readers in 106 countries, Arizona's usual humidity is low, very low. We do have a three-minute rainy season in August, okay, maybe it's a teensy bit more than three minutes, when it rises, but that's not the norm. Last week, the humidity in San Antonio, Texas, was between 68% and 72%. Even the air conditioning in the hotel bowed before it. Our airmen had scheduled the entire weekend for us, the airmen's run on an open field, late lunch at a restaurant with no available indoor seating, graduation on the parade field, an afternoon on the riverwalk. There's more, but you get the idea. All of it outdoors, all of it in 68% to 72% humidity, all of it uncomfortable as can be. And, it turns out, all of it not great for a chronic kidney disease patient. Why? Well, that's the topic of today's blog. ResearchGate at https colon slash slash www.researchgate.net slash publication slash 26308433 underscore climate underscore change underscore and underscore chronic underscore kidney underscore disease published a study from the Asian Journal of Pharmaceutical and Clinical Research from February of 2014, that's over two years ago, friends, which included the following in the conclusion. Our data suggests that burden of renal diseases may increase as period of hot weather becomes more frequent. This is further aggravated if age advanced and people with chronic diseases like diabetes and hypertension. That makes sense, but how will this happen exactly? I included this June, 2010, article in the book of blogs, Moderate Chronic Kidney Disease, Part 1. Apparently, heat, and humidity, has been an acknowledged threat to our kidneys for longer than we'd thought. Dot, Dr. H. L. Trevetti of the Institute of Kidney Diseases and Research Center, Eatjerk, said, Dot, Rapid water loss causes the kidneys functioning to slow down, resulting in temporary or permanent kidney failure. Extreme heat causes rapid water loss, resulting in acute electrolyte imbalance. The kidney, unable to cope with the water loss, fails to flush out the requisite amount of creatinine and other toxins from the body. Coupled with a lack of consistent water intake, this brings about permanent or temporary kidney failure, explain experts. The article can be viewed directly at http colon slash slash www.nandia.com slash health slash report underscore heat induced kidney ailments C40% rise underscore 1,390,589 and is from daily news and analysis. By the time this book's twin, the book of blogs, Moderate Chronic Kidney Disease, Part 2, was ready for publication, the, then, spokesman for the National Kidney Foundation, Dr. Leslie Spry, had this to say about heat and humidity. Heat illness occurs when body temperature exceeds a person's ability to dissipate that heat and is commonly diagnosed when the body temperature approaches 104 degrees Fahrenheit and when humidity is greater than 70%. Once the humidity is that high, sweating becomes less effective at dispersing body heat, and the core body temperature begins to rise. 
The entire article is at http colon slash slash www.huffingtonpost.com slash Leslie Spry MDFACP slash heat illness underscore B underscore 172795.html. Oh, so humidity affects sweating and body heat rises. Humidity greater than 70%. That covers almost the entire time we were in Texas. Well, what's the connection between heat illness and CKD then? The CDC offers the following advice to avoid heat illness. People with a chronic medical condition are less likely to sense and respond to changes in temperature. Also, they may be taking medications that can worsen the impact of extreme heat. People in this category need the following information. Drink more water than usual and don't wait until you're thirsty to drink. Check on a friend or neighbor, and have someone do the same for you. Check the local news for health and safety updates regularly. Don't use the stove or oven to cook it will make you and your house hotter. Wear loose, lightweight, light-colored clothing. Take cool showers or baths to cool down. Seek medical care immediately if you or someone you know experiences symptoms of heat-related illness http colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash extreme heat slash warning html. Uh-oh, we're already in trouble. Look at the first suggestion, our fluid intake is restricted to 64 ounces, mine is, check with your nephrologist for yours, I know I carefully space out my fluids, which include anything that can melt to a liquid, to cover my entire day. I can't drink more water than usual and, sometimes, on those rare occasions when I've been careless, have to wait until I'm thirsty to drink. Diabetes is the foremost cause of CKD. I was curious how heat affected blood sugar so I popped over to information about diabetes at http colon slash slash www.informationaboutdiabetes.com slash lifestyle slash lifestyle slash how heat and humidity may affect blood sugar and found this. 1. If our body is low on fluids, the kidneys receive less blood flow and work less effectively. This might cause blood glucose concentrations to rise. 2. If someone's blood sugar is already running high in the heat, not only will they lose water through sweat but they might urinate more frequently too, depleting their body's fluids even more. There's more at the website if this interests you. So, pretty much, the way to deal with heat and humidity having an effect on your, and my, CKD is to avoid it. That doesn't mean you have to move, you know. Stay in air conditioning as long as you can so your body is not overheated and can better handle this kind of weather. Wearing a hat and cool clothes will also help. I certainly learned the value of wearing cotton this past week. It's a fabric that breathes. Until next week. Keep living your life.